Hello and welcome to Live Like the World is Dying, your podcast for what feels like the end times. This is the March-April installment of our segment, This Month in the Apocalypse. I'm Brooke Jackson, and with me today is the infamous Margaret Kiljoy. I'm infamous now? What did I do? Well known for being famous? Oh wait, that's not what that word means. No, it means famous for bad. Well, bad bad means good. Okay, okay. You're bad. This podcast is a proud member of the Channel Zero Network of Anarchist Podcasts. Before we dive into today's episode, we'd like to share a little jingle from another pod on our network. And we're back. Margaret, how are you feeling today? I have a toothache and I'm grouchy. How are you? I'm doing okay. I have intermittent sunshine. Oh. Does that mean it's almost not Pacific Northwest winter? Well, it's intermittent with like super heavy rains and or hail. So oh. okay. The weather it's, is much nicer where I'm at. Yeah, it's Oregon do- doing its uh, hold my beer weather. Well you wanna hear about a you wanna hear about some shit that happened this, this month? I definitely do. Do you what wanna know that? Uh, a ton of shit happened this month it's always funny to do these because there's like all of these huge events there's like one huge event a week and then it's like they're already out of our collective attention spans so on March 26th a pipe broke at the Trinicio PLC chemical plant near the Delaware River this is the the Philadelphia spill right okay. it spilled ethyl acrylate methyl methacrylate and butyl acrylate into a creek called Otter Creek between eight and 12,000 gallons of this stuff that is used. It's basically synthetic latex, or it's like the precursors, I believe, to synthetic latex. And that's a lot of olates. Yeah. Spilled. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is double meth, but it actually has nothing to do with meth. I'm sorry. Um, so it has ended up not be well, it was a big deal, but it like, it was almost a big deal as in like the entire city of Philadelphia or rather the east eastern half of Philadelphia and like millions of people were going to be like completely fucked out of the drinking water. And so we had this fun scare. Not me, I'm not in Philadelphia. People had this fun scare where the city of Philadelphia sent out a like, oh shit, don't drink the water alert. And then later oh, yeah. they sent out a, wait, it's okay to drink it until midnight on Monday. You better fill up some jugs. And it was just like... <laughs> But during the oh shit scare, right? Like there was just like no fucking bottled water on any shelves immediately, right? Um, Of course. And in the end, the city's water was not impacted. And this isn't like a coincidence. It wasn't like a, oh, whoops, our bad. Nothing was actually wrong. It was actually like credit where it's due. It was the coordination of the Department of Public Works and some other folks. Um, And they like got their shit together and they closed off of the, the water treatment plant that was bringing in water from the river and... All that shit. And do you want to know how to get butyl acrylate out of your water in case you have to? Do I want to know? You can't. (laughs) Okay, so I already know how. (laughs) I mean, okay. I'm going to say you can't, and then I'm going to go into more detail. Um, Because water filtration is something I did a bunch of research about this week, and it's something that's like always been sort of on my radar as a weird prepper. Um, Yeah. Chemical contamination in water is one of the hardest things to filter out. The way it's handled on an industrial level is some shit with some fucking little tiny goober plants that eat the chemicals or whatever. 
Um, I don't have the name of it in front of me because I'm not good at my job. And it's not something that people are doing on a home scale. Uh, there are other ways that people can minimize the chemicals in their water. Overall, when you're trying to filter water, chemical contamination is the hardest thing to get rid of. It is much easier to get rid of heavy metals. It is much, much easier to get rid of protozoa, bacteria, viruses, all kinds of things, right? Um, you're not boiling away your butyl acrylate um, and you're not filtering it out directly. However, through the process of adsorption, which is absorption, but backwards, add instead of ab, um, basically the charcoal filters that are like in your like fucking Brita water filters and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that is closest to the DIY version. They are not rated to do this. Do not drink this shit thinking it's safe because some girl on the internet said, well, actually I said it's not safe. But overall, removing chemicals from water um, of the various DIY filtration methods, um, passing things through an activated carbon filter is more effective because more of the various particles stick to that than like most of the... It's like kind of funny because overall, like the kinds of filters that you usually want for like hardcore stuff are not home filters. They're like, like camping filters and stuff. But it's just like not actually the case with um, chemical stuff. But okay, overall, but what, if, what if I double Brita it? If I just if I just pour it through the Brita filter twice, is that is that enough? All right, like if I was gonna die of thirst, and I had some water from the Delaware River, what I would do is I would. Filter it over and over again, maybe through different charcoal filters. And then I would hope that, and I would only do this because dying of thirst is more immediate of a problem than dying <laughs> of like whatever poison that you're getting through this shit. But there is like some advice that I want to throw out there about how to prepare for this kind of disaster. This is obviously not the first time. Uh, some of these similar acrylates, I can't remember which of these, whether was, I can't remember if it was butyl acrylate or ethyl acrylate, was one of the main things that spilled in Ohio. So it's it's something that is like increasingly on people's threat analysis, right? The main way is to have water stored ahead of time. The main way is to find different sources of water. And so one thing that's like worth knowing is that water does not really in and of itself go bad. Water like has stuff in it that goes bad, right? But if water is like correctly treated and sealed properly, it does not itself go bad. What I would recommend to people is if you're lazy and easy, go get several gallons of bottled water and just keep it around. So like worst case scenario, you have some drinking water during time of crisis because you can't boil advi advisory this shit, right? Um, right? And then the other thing is if you want to store your own water. Oh, and then that that water you get, you should replace every two years or so. Uh, just because even though it, it doesn't go bad, the plastic that it's in tends to degrade. They tend to be clear bottles. And if you keep it oh, out of so heat and sun, it'll last longer. Go ahead. Is it not just refilling the containers? Because I have like a bunch of one-gallon water jugs that I'll you know put on the garden and then refill. But should I replace the jug itself too in those cases if it's not – it's not a long-term jug. It's like literally the – you know whatever store brand in a gallon jug. Well, so it's funny because a store brand in a gallon, if you never open it and don't fill it yourself and it's sealed, is a reasonable thing to store for several years. If, especially if you keep it out of the sun and you keep it in a cool place because then the plastic degrades less into the water. Sure. But if you're filling up your own jugs, especially if they're clear jugs and they've, especially if you've ever drank out of them, like directly, 
you just replace the water fairly often and you like look for smells and growth and all that shit and keep it in a cool dark place. I I don't keep store-bought water. I keep five-gallon jerry cans and then I re- refill them. People say to do it every six months or a year. I do it closer to every year. But just having enough to have like emergency drinking water on hand during the time of a crisis where it takes time for water to come back online or for you to set up a way to get it from elsewhere is something I recommend to people. That's what I got yeah. about the Phillies spill. Unless you have other questions about water storage. I, I feel like we do a whole thing on water right I now, know. but I'm not going to dump into it. I, I do have several kinds of um, different water storage. I have some of the little, you know, one gallons from the store and then I have mm-hmm. some, you know, five gallon heavy duties and I have some big barrels of water and, and a whole setup. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But I'm curious if, you mentioned uh, um, something at the very beginning, like boil water advisory or something like that. And is that is that a common thing for other people? Because I feel like that's a common thing for me where I live, that we have those often enough that I've had to deal with it and learn how to um, how to do that on a regular basis. But in other places, is that normal? Or I guess probably, probably not. No, it happens a lot in the U.S. now. Um, it didn't. It either didn't used to, or it used to be more insulated from it. But I've been in a bunch of different cities where they've had boil advisories for various lengths of the times. If the boil advisory is around like bacterial stuff, which I think is what most of them are, I am now speaking off the cuff. You can also filter it, but not with your Brita. You can filter it with a camping style filter. Um, with a, If it's a protozoa or bacterial worry, as long as the micron size is like 0.2 or so, uh, you're fine. If it's a viral worry, which is almost never the case in the continental United States, um, your micron size needs to be 0.02 instead of 0.2. Maybe it's 0.01. Um, it needs to be rated for viruses, which is rarer. And most like yeah. camping filters don't do that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, got? speaking of water stuff, air. <laughs> um, we need that. Yeah, we do. Just all, all the elements. Uh, weird weather. Have you heard about the tornadoes that, that were happening over this last uh, weekend? Yeah, there's too many of them. Yeah, um, it's kind of wild. So as we're recording this, it's uh, early April. We just got through the first weekend of April, and there were um, at least 50 separate tornadoes that uh, hit the American Midwest, South, and parts of the East Coast. Um they hit like a bunch of states, Arkansas, Missouri, Tennessee, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. There were four separate tornadoes in New Jersey alone, which I don't think of New Jersey as being a tornado prone state, but maybe that's just me not knowing things. But they're also expected to have more tornadoes coming up. By the time you uh, hear this, they hopefully have come and gone. Um, But they're supposed to affect as many as 16 states in all in the next couple of days. Um, with the most serious risks to parts of Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, Northwest Illinois. Um, and I watched a video. What's, of what was some... the last state? Illinois. Never heard of that state. Illinois. <laughs> 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 I refuse. All right. Also, I said, I'm sorry. I said Arkansas wrong. It's Arkansas. Arkansas got yeah, hit by yeah, yeah, exactly. tornadoes. Yeah. So sorry for my yeah. my mispronunciations there. <laughs> Arkansas. It's compared to their <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I watched a fun video of uh there's someone who was trying to um 
film a tornado with her phone mm-hmm. and uh, the tornado came up and, and slammed into the building that she was in. And um, the, the phone kept filming, but it was just like debris and shit flying around and just total chaos. And then she, do we have different it. definitions of the word fun? Did she survive? Yeah, she did. Okay. Okay. I think she got pretty well banged up and, and bloodied and stuff, broken glass and all that. And she posted uh, to whatever social media, the video and the comment of, uh, if there's a tornado coming, don't try and film it. Get <laughs> cover. I had to learn it the hard way. And it, <laughs> yeah. it just makes me feel like it's not someone who's maybe in a tornado prone area. Cause I get the instinct like, Oh, I'm going to film that tornado. But um, I mean, not a great idea. It's funny because, like, after selfies became such a thing, like, more national parks were seeing more, or, like, more hiking places were seeing, like, more falling deaths as people climb to try and get selfies on precarious rocks and all that stuff. And I'm not above all of that. Like, I can't tell you that I wouldn't try and film a tornado. I don't know. (laughs) I could tell you that's not a good idea, but that doesn't relate one-to-one to to what I would do. There's this documentary that came out in like the 90s and there were some really famous people who did it that was all about uh, tornadoes and they chased them around and were trying to catch data or something like that. Twister. I don't know. Oh yeah, that one. That one. Yeah. It's a documentary, right? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> tornadoes aren't real. It's funny that people keep spreading this this theory of tornadoes, but I've never seen a tornado. Have you seen a tornado? I, I, have, I have seen some little dust spinnies. Yeah, no, see, yeah. tornadoes are fake. Um, you heard it here first. Uh, but wait, then, Margaret, how did all the, the houses get destroyed and, and all of the things that are left in the wake of so-called tornadoes? What did it? Yeah, Did you not, did your parents not raise you, right? Like, do you not know what the big bad wolf is? So all the damage is fake, too? No, it was done by the big bad wolf. Oh! Who okay, huffed and puffed, huffed and puffed and blew all the houses. Yeah, this is... I, did, I didn't think he was that big. I, did, I didn't think he was big enough to blow over apartment buildings and stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why he couldn't. There's, like, a bunch of them. They um, stand Wait, on he, each other's but backs. But he couldn't, he couldn't blow down the brick house that the smart pig built, so... No, correct. I feel like he shouldn't be able to knock down all of the, the concrete buildings and, and stuff that we see. Well, actually, okay, like, to go back to actually believing in tornadoes, brick houses are and, and concrete houses are, like, remarkably more resilient uh, against Did you tornadoes. just waffle on tornadoes? Was that just a giant tornado waffle? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I um, I couldn't keep the bit up because I got really excited about the fact that brick houses and concrete houses are uh, remarkably more weatherproof um, than other houses, which is actually, it's one of the things that matters about understanding tornadoes, right, is that like a lot of things, they impact poor people substantially more. And most of the it takes a much more powerful tornado. I've spent a while this week reading about tornado classifications. Um, it takes a much more powerful tornado to tear down stick built house. What's the word I'm looking here for? Drywall and two by fours and shit. Then taking down like a trailer, right? That a lot of people don't have as much money live in. Those are easily destroyed by tornadoes. Uh, drywall and studs, a little bit harder. And then when you get into like brick houses and shit, you start getting houses that are like substantially more weather resistant and there's going to be remarkable class things about that. And like the most damage you hear and the most deaths you hear about during tornadoes tend to be like trailer parks and shit. And it fucking sucks. It sucks that it impacts poor people more. Yeah, for sure. One small happy story that came out Mm -hmm. of the 
tornadoes from last weekend anyway, is that um, there's more than half a dozen Ukrainian refugees who are living in Minneapolis, who, -hmm. when they heard about the um, tornado damage, um, volunteered to drive down to Mississippi and help out with the tornado relief efforts. That's nice. That's better than... The start of the story, I was expecting them to be like, they left the war zone and then died in America from climate change weather. Um, They're here, they're refugees. Yeah, they're here and they're refugees of the war and they're going to help other Americans. So that's that's pretty dope of them. Well, speaking of good thing, no, I was just going to talk about trans bills. There's really nothing. Trans people. Trans people, good. Yeah, uh, I can give you the trans report. I'm still here. Please. I'm still gay. The war on trans people continues. It will probably be about as successful as the war on drugs in that we had a war on drugs and now you can't buy drugs anymore. Or it'll be like successful like the war on drugs is in lots and lots of people will have their lives ruined by it and mm-hmm. nothing will be impacted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in this case, I mean, there's like literally nothing wrong. Like trans people aren't doing anything wrong. I mean, Obviously, individual trans people are doing things wrong in the same way that individual everyone is doing something wrong. As of, this is a couple days old, so already people are going to be like, like I wrote this two days ago, and now by the time you all hear it, fucking fucking knows. Kentucky's Congress just overrode their governor's veto of one of the worst anti-trans bills in the country. Um, trans kids can't use the right bathrooms in school. Trans kids are forcibly detransitioned, shit like that. Fuck. North Dakota's governor, and this is actually really interesting to me, these governor, gov, gubernatorial governor people vetoing things are interesting because they are across party lines. Uh, off the top of my head, and again, I wrote this a couple days ago, um, I think Kentucky's governor is a Democrat and North Dakota's is a Republican. Um, and North Dakota's Republican, again, believe this could be a different state. It could be messing all this up. Just like knows trans people. And so it was just like, I can't, what? I can't in good conscience <laughs> sign this bill that like fucks over my friend or whatever, you know? Um, so North Dakota's uh, governor vetoed a similar bill and as of, and it, it's going to be overridden. Ugh. And uh, in North Dakota, teachers can't use the kids correct pronouns unless the kid oh has God. a note from their parents that is co-signed by an administrator of the school. <laughs> and government agencies can't require people like who work for them to correctly pronoun their coworkers. Um, and so it's just this like government oversight of everything bill. That's just like, no, no one's allowed to be like, no workplace is able to be like, we're a trans accepting workplace, you know, oh uh, at least. And then West Virginia passed a law prohibiting gender affirming care for trans youth. It does have more workarounds than many similar bills. Two doctors and parents all have to sign off before puberty blockers and all those things can be prescribed. So it's less of a ban Hmm. and more of a like lots of roadblocks. And it's interesting to me because in many ways this is like way better than an outright ban. However, it will be harder to – if we get this like wave of people defeating these trans bills, these ones are going to stick around longer. These ones that are Hmm. not outright bans, they're much harder to challenge in court as the – theory that i learned from asking someone about it yeah so they put up roadblocks or not roadblocks, speed bumps speed bumps yeah. more than roadblocks yeah and a 2017 study says that west virginia has the highest per capita rate of trans youth in the country hmm. and another study says and this is the dark thing behind all of this about like denying health care to children uh, another study says that west virginia trans youth have a three 
are three times more likely to attempt to kill themselves than their <sighs> cisgendered peers. So God forbid we do the thing that all the medical associations agree ends that risk. Stopped clock the Libertarian Party is standing up for trans people in some situations, like some of the state Libertarian parties, which tracks. But then again, you also see individual Libertarians going on about like, well, I'm not paying with my taxpayer money for this degeneracy. And I'm like, you're not a Libertarian. Fuck you. And I'm like, I'm not even... (laughs) Like whatever anyway it's just fucking conservatives yeah. calling themselves that i mean i mean i get why libertarians would come out uh yeah. against all the the trans bills because small government yeah and yeah totally consistent with what they believe yeah. although allegedly so do republicans believe in small government but that never that never pans yeah. out that way yeah uh that's the state of trans bills is bad that's Jesus. the state of it it's how much get worse. Energy, how much effort and money being wasted into worrying about trans youth and trying to block that as opposed to real issues that we have going on. I mean, okay. So like from my point of view, and I think it's a wedge issue. It is specifically designed to like the sports thing is designed. It's not because people care about that teenage cis girls get to compete with only teenage cis girls. It is designed to make people angry at trans people. Mm. And then that is used as a wedge to then have trans people themselves be the wedge to pull off from LGBTQ, right? And get left with LGB. And you can already see that they like want, in the same way that like Roe v. Wade, it's like they're going to come for, um, and they are already trying to come for birth control and and all kinds of other shit too, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. And they want, Probably eventually they'll get the sodomy laws back and premarital sex and whatever, you know, handmade tale shit. Let's hope not. And so, but there is More this like, not. yeah, there is this theory that they're going to die on this hill because the trans thing doesn't really win elections because like mm. most people kind of don't give a shit what other people do with themselves. Like, like a lot of people give a shit, right? Enough that there's all these bills being passed. But like there's still a majority of um United Statesians who uh support tr- access to trans healthcare including for teenagers. Um a- and I won't say across party lines cuz the majority of Republicans are opposed to it. But like overall you still have this like people are kind of like what the fuck is going on? Like this next no like even the like kind of icky people. So yeah, that's trans bills. Hooray. Yeah. Or what do you want? Mm-hmm. I, I just like, I, I don't want to jump off that topic because it's so important and affecting so many people that I love. And, uh, you know, this, this queer person that yeah. is some of the other letters in that acronym is not going to let go of the T. Yeah. Trans people are staying it. here in this alliance. And like, and I think it is worth understanding that like um, it is already directly affecting large numbers of people. Entire families are leaving states with anti – like states that are forcing the detransition of youth um, have to move to other states in order to access health care mm. that keeps their kids alive. And so we are going to see an increasing amount of that, um, whereas I would guess a slightly higher percentage of adults, one, aren't as, trans adults aren't as directly affected yet. And also might have like more agency about staying and fighting. And I want to like just continue to say that like I think it is absolutely worth offering full support 
to both people who choose to stay in dangerous situations to fight and people who choose to leave those situations um, and mm-hmm. full support to all people who are making either of those decisions. And to help the people who want to leave the situation, but yeah. don't, totally. don't have whatever means or yeah. opportunity to do so. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I don't know if this is any less evil. Uh, I was going to talk a little bit about our old friend inflation. That's where suddenly money's worth more, right? Close, really close, Margaret, but the other direction. Where worth more is more money. <laughs> we'll go back to our friend the banana example. Bananas, bananas for dollars. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I know what inflation is. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> That's all right. We forgive you. Yeah. No, right. inflation's where you buy, you can buy fewer bananas with your buck than, than you could before. But I want bananas, more bananas. Yeah. They're going to cost you more money. That the same bananas are going to cost you more money. I guess bananas are still dirt cheap. I mean, how much could a banana cost? What, $5? <laughs> are I you made trying a to meme. That on purpose? I said a meme. What? Do, do you know that you're quoting? Yes. Something? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm smart. I think she actually says like ten dollars or twenty dollars. Ah, oh, fuck! Or something. I don't know. My it's, pop culture literacy is as literate obscene. as she is about finance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Soon enough, it's just going to be actual accurate. People are going to look back at that and be like, "Yeah, no, that's about how much a banana costs." What do you want? Yeah, right. it's funny because I I think it is ten dollars, and that mm-hmm. was like two thousand three, so twenty years ago. Uh-huh. So it's a little less obscene now than it was when she said it. Bananas are the cheapest fruit. This is why I like them so much. I don't think I knew that. Well, your bananas are going to cost more money or have been costing more money. Um, I had to look it up for one of my other jobs the other day, so I just felt like doing an update on it. So um, prices right now compared to one year ago are up about 5.5%. And I realized we haven't necessarily talked about what normal inflation looks like. Inflation Mm -hmm. is is a normal thing that happens in our society. There was a time in history when inflation was not normal, when things did not rapidly increase in price or really have much of an increase, um, but that's a normal part of society. And normal inflation is closer to like 3% uh, in a given year. So we're at close to double that with 5.5%. Isn't that still down from what inflation was a year ago? Yeah. So if we compare it from the last two years, so where where prices are right now now compared mm-hmm. to two years ago, they're up thirteen percent. Yeah. When when we would have only seen maybe a six percent increase under normal inflation or less. Yeah. So still more than double. But it also depends on which things you look at. Like food is up more like eighteen percent over the last couple of years. Okay. But not important so, stuff. No, not things that we need to survive. Like TVs. Yeah, of course. And it's, it's really interesting when I look at the charts of where the inflation is because it's uh, summer 2020, you know, like right as the impacts of all of the pandemic shutdowns uh, and supply shortages are starting to hit is when those prices start to do a, a clear difference in the way inflation hits. You know, it goes from being that normal 3% rise to boom, much sharper. What can people do about inflation? Get all their money out of the banks, put it in a cash envelope, and put it under their mattress. You know, that's actually going to be the opposite of what you yeah, want no, to do. Yeah, no, I went that, I went that <laughs> way on purpose again. I know. Um, 
Yeah. And anything you can, you can do with your money to have it earn at least some amount of interest. You know, if your if your bank offers a mm. savings account that has a slightly higher rate of interest um, and you can put some more of your money in there or filter it through maybe a different type of checking account at your bank that perhaps offers uh, a little bit of interest. Generally interest rates never keep up with inflation. Um, like I, th- I just bought a CD that I think is at four and a half percent or something like that over the next year, which. What band is it? <laughs> What's a CD? Yes. Uh, people don't know what either kinds of those are anymore. Um, certificate of deposit. It's like a, mm-hmm. um, a really short term investment that's with a guaranteed return okay. on it. It tends to be a very small return. Um, generally doesn't keep up with inflation, but it's better than not getting any kind of interest. So okay. it's like a savings account you can't touch or you, you can, but then you get penalized. You don't get your interest on it. Can I tell you my, it sounds like a joke, but is actually my financial strategy? Oh boy. Sure, you can. I can't promise I won't tease you about it. During times of high inflation, mm-hmm. feast or famine, the thing that you want is not going to be cheaper tomorrow than today. This is true. So holding on to cash right now, I hold is less useful as an overall strategy than... Uh, investment in the material goods that you expect to be using, whether it's the material goods that you use for your art to turn into things, whether it's like, you know, shit you're trying to turn on and sell or whether it's just tools or even fucking experience, like, like kind of in that same way that like Mm -hmm. nothing's better later and we're all going to die one day and we can't control when I feel like it's like extra true during it. Like smoke them if you got them. Right. That's my, um, (laughs) But but ideally, it's like like I do I, I I I do consciously think about this where I'm like, well, you know what, a table saw is going to stay useful to me many years from now if I take care of it, and the amount of money that that table saw will cost me is like going to be twenty five percent higher in three years or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's only I mean, I don't know. D- don't listen to me. I mean, I guess that's the point of the podcast is listen to us, but don't. You know what's don't. interesting, though, is the economic theory. You read an economic textbook and stupid fucking Keynesian mm-hmm. economics would, would agree with you there that your money's going to become less useful so that you should you should go ahead and spend it. Hell now. yeah. But I'm going to write a fucking economics book called YOLO. <laughs> no, Keynes already did um, oh, and should okay. be uh, ceremonially shot okay. in the head. Okay. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I guess, I guess go ahead and go out and spend all your, no, no, I'm not even I mean, like, hold on to enough to like, terrible financial but like, I don't know, I, I straight up, I'm like, I don't have retirement fund. And I'm not saying like, no one should have retirement fund. I'm saying I made some decisions in my life about how I was going to live. Um, that did not prioritize having a regular job. And I'm like, but I will have a table saw, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There is something to to that though to consider about uh, you know purchases you might be making you know me- yeah. medium sized purchases not super large purchases like uh, uh, cars and whatnot but yeah if you need a table saw it it might be a better idea to get it sooner rather than later and it is a durable good good yeah so it's not uh, it's not as consumable and yeah four Lamborghinis 
Probably not. I, just, I don't. I know what the resale value is on a Lamborghini, but that's probably not going to be. Worth I know it. a Lamborghini is a car. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Anyway, yeah, inflation continues to suck. Uh, buy some shit if you uh, have some money to spare because prices are going up. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, in other fun. Guess. We really need to get we need to get yes. better at having some po- intentionally positive things in this show because for the this month's in the apocalypse. But in other fun news, actually this one is like almost fine, right? Like there's a super fungus going around called Candida auris. Super fun. Um, Can't spell super fungus without super fun. I know that's right. Um, <laughs> or Gus. Uh, don't trust anyone named Gus. Um, is Gus short for something? Gustav. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to ask the next Gus I talk to. Okay. I know a Gus. Um, all right. There's a new fungus. It's been around since 2009. Basically, it's just like there's this like kind of like constant war on like the same way that like antibiotics are like an arms race where we like we get the new upgrade to penicillin and then the the bi- biotics, the bacteria is like whatever. Fuck you. I'm like penicillin resistant. So we're like, well, now we've got. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we're like, well, we're resistant. And that happens in the fungal world as well. Uh, Candida auris, A-U-R-I-S. It was first noticed in 2009. It came to the U.S. in 2016. I'm mostly saying this to be say this is not worth freaking out about. This is a thing that like some news articles uh, are telling us about. And I don't think it's bad for news articles to tell us about, right? But it is not worth freaking out about unless you're in very specific situations, in which case it is worth paying attention to, and I don't mean to disparage. It is mostly currently in hospital settings. It is mostly affecting immunocompromised people who are in hospital settings. Mm. If you get it, it's sketchy, right? Um, okay. It has a very high mortality rate, but it's not airborne. It is surfaces and direct contact. Most people, when I say get it, I mean like, get it and it ha- it creates its effect its diseasey thing um and it basically people started worrying about it because it was antimicrobial resistant and that's why people started freaking out about it because it was resistant to like uh off the top of my head i want to say like two of the three main things that were treating other forms of candidas candiditis uh, uh, okay. fungal problems yeast problems yeah. but already since this has become a problem two new antifungal drugs that are effective on it have been passed by the FDA. So I guess I'm oh, saying this nice. one to be like, this is a thing that people are like, most of the news articles about it are like on your like local news station, you know, like the the ones that want to tell you about smiling dogs and about how we're all going to die. Um, again, it's still worth understanding and keeping an eye on but it's not worth freaking out about right now. What do you got? What's 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 well, that next? Is, that is kind okay, of a positive news because uh, the super fungus, but then they found some um, things yeah. that actually do work on it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to I want to insert another um, short happy thing since we're talking about happy things. Okay. That I read, and this is a uh, this is universal universe. Um, scientists discovered, uh, I think, just in the last couple of weeks, that the rings around the planet Saturn. Mm-hmm. actually uh, help to warm the atmosphere of the planet. Oh. Yeah. It's just a happy scientific discovery. So 
in order to solve climate change. Oh boy. We need to blow up the moon. <laughs> it's got to be worth at least a couple degrees. Hot. You know, I think that's going to fuck up some other things that we, that no. we want to do. I didn't read a whole novel called Seven Eves by Neil Stevenson about what would happen if the moon blew up. Yeah. Also, as an indigenous person, and the moon is considered our grandmother, I, I have some mm-hmm. um, I have some feelings about gro- blowing up my grandmother. Everyone so, dies. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Old people die. Let's see. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I have a toothache. I'm sorry. <laughs> How about some other great news that'll make you really happy? Okay. About about our former president, uh, Ruffled Dumpykins. We put him on the moon and then we blow it up. Hey, okay, that I might I might consent to blowing up my grandmother. All right, all right, all right. Maybe just put him on the moon and just let him see what happens, and then your grandmother could take care of him. We don't have to get rid of the grandmother at all. There we go. There we okay. go. That's an even better plan. My grandma will definitely take care of Donald Trump. Okay. All right. So as we're recording this. Uh, the former president was indicted just last week by a New York grand jury um, on more than 30 counts of stuff. And we don't know exactly what the various counts are. That's being kept secret. Um, but we know that it surrounds the hush money payment that was made to um, the former porn star, or maybe she's still a current porn star. I don't know which, but good, good on her Not either sure. way. Uh, Stormy Daniels, which, um, and in case people don't realize this, paying the hush money isn't actually illegal. It's um, the way it was paid that was so interesting. Illegal. Yeah. Because it was filtered through uh, the campaign. And, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah that makes his, the, the Dumpykins' former attorney, uh, Cohen, I think was the one, has already um, been found guilty on this and is serving jail time over it. So. Definitely illegal shit happened. What they're trying to argue now is whether uh, Trump himself knew about it and how, how involved he was in the illegal activity. Okay. So by the time you're listening to this, Grumpykins has already been arraigned uh, back to Florida and he's gone back to Florida and he's probably back to campaigning. Um, so you'll have more news on this than we do, but it's just a happy thing that I want to mention. Yeah. Um, an unhappy part of it is that in the three days following the announcement from the grand jury that he was going to be indicted, is the disgraced former president raised seven million dollars in campaign funds for his current presidential bid. You say million so, or billion? Million. Oh, okay. In three days. So yeah. not a bad return on one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. That's true. Um, but the payments. Okay, the, so I have a new way the, that we can make money. Nope. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. There we go. I mean, and I'm okay if I get to hang out with some porn stars too. That'll make me happy. We can become right wing grifters. No. Um, can we be left wing no? grifters? Okay, let's right find out. Grifters? Everyone okay. who's listening, send us $10. <laughs> and then you become an official Live Like the World is Dying host who can then get other people to send you $10, of which you will turn around and send us $5. Margaret, but don't Margaret, worry because Margaret, the people under Margaret. you will be earning. Yeah? No. No. No? No. You're describing something that's shaped roughly like a pyramid, which I'm pretty sure No, triangle. Is, um... It's the strongest shape in, in nature. <laughs> triangle. It's devil worship. Triangle It's the A-frame. Worship. It's the A-frame okay. financial model. 
right. the former president is also facing other legal challenges, which haven't brought forth charges yet, but some of them certainly will. He's under investigation for things including the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, election tampering in Georgia, mishandling of classified documents, a civil lawsuit for fraud in New York against the Trump Organization, and a defamation lawsuit, amongst other things. What a good guy. Yeah, um, super awesome. I do love all the like, you know, it's like the like the prison abolitionist anarchists who are too good for electoral politics, like myself and many other people. But it's like, I feel like there's just like a little bit of a, like, all right, well, we can still take some fucking like, fuck that guy. Like, fuck that guy. I don't care. <laughs> Bad shit. Yeah. Um, You want to hear some some list of stuff? What some, else is going on out there, Margaret? Well, there's a diesel spill in West Virginia from a derailed train. I spent a while trying to look up how you filter diesel out of water. But unfortunately, most of the information is about how to filter diesel out of water, how to filter water out of diesel, because people want the diesel. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you capture the water, that might not be the worst. Well, it's like, because the water that they're pulling out might still have some diesel in it. They don't care. They're getting rid of that water. They're probably throwing it in the fucking creek um, or on the ground. But like, because you don't want to put watery gas or diesel into your engines or whatever. But the way that people do it is that water is denser than diesel, so it sticks to the bottom of the container. So I guess if you're in a life or death, I'm not even going to make that advisory. Like, don't fucking drink <laughs> diesel water. Artificial sweetener ethyretol, one of those, I think it's an al- one of the alcohol sugars, seems to be linked to heart problems. Doubles your chance of bad shit. It's in some vegan ice cream, so beware. Oh, good to know. Hey, before we go too far from the train oh, derailment. you want to do the train thing, yeah. Well, just there was another train derailment that made me think of in um, Montana just over this last weekend, and they were uh, carrying a lot of um, ice cream, Coors Light, and oh, uh, I'm another brand of beer <laughs> that's similar to that. <laughs> that's just funny. There's no okay. Hell yeah! So you want you don't need to filter the beer out of the water. You can just go ahead and just drink, drink it. Yeah, it's really good for you. It it um, hydrates you more effectively than water. It's water beer in the first place, so. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Coors Light. <laughs> uh, speaking of Oregon, we weren't, but a guy who was trapped in the snow managed to get an SOS out on his phone. This is like a survival tip. This cool. is not a survival trip that applies to almost anyone. He attached his phone to his drone and flew his <laughs> drone up until it got enough service and the message sent and he was saved. And that rules. That's fucking rad. Um, that said... Uh, in terms of getting out emergency signals, one way, um, satellite communicators are a more effective method and cheaper than drones. Uh, not a lot cheaper than drones, I'll be real. <laughs> um, they're in the like three, $400 range. However, and I bet more and more phones will do this. The newer iPhones, I don't have one, but the newer iPhones have built-in um, satellite communication SOS oh, systems. Yeah. Whereas a satellite communicator is like more like what a lot of like people hiking in the backwoods and stuff have. And it like lets you like text. It's a little bit slow, but it like, no matter if you can see the sky, you can get a message out with satellite communicators. You have one of those, Um, don't you, Margaret? I do. Or am I misremembering? No, yeah, no, I I spend some time in the backwoods and so it's nice to have. Um, Well, I have a drone, so I'm just going to take my drone and and just follow that guy's success. It's, it's like a $300 drone. It's not a Fuck yeah. it's fancy okay. special drone. Yeah, you got to keep that in your car. You will literally die if you don't have that in your car at all times. <laughs> will I not die if I have it in my car? Will it? Is it? Is it in this specific situation that this man was in, 
He's oh, immortal now uh, because the <laughs> the signal was interrupted by some vampires and they came over. He's not allowed to see the sun anymore, which is like a heavy price to pay, right? And he consumes blood and there's like a lot of like ennui attached Wait, to that. He's a vampire now. I think we're getting off topic. So here's a list of worst air quality in the United States listed from oh, no. one to ten. Bakersfield, California. Congratulations. You have the worst air quality in the United States. Los Angeles, Chicago, Northwest Indiana and the industrial areas like Gary. Indianapolis, Houston, St. Louis, a bunch of rural Pennsylvania managed to like really come in hard for the rural areas. Um, I'm glad to see that rural representation. Um, These are mostly localized to a few hotspots because you're like in the mountains and there's a factory there and they don't care about you because you're poor. Um, You'll notice that a lot of these places are poor. Um, Atlanta and Birmingham, Alabama. I'm sorry. Hmm. Finland is joining NATO, so Putin's weird war is having the opposite of the desired effect. I don't really have like an wow. opinion about that, but it's like worth noting. I most of the current like prepper news you can go out and t- read is going to be like today World War Three is about to happen tomorrow, and it's like the same person will say this like over and over and over again, mm. and they always have like some reason as we like inch closer, and they're not even usually like wrong about their reasons, like the China, U.S., and Russia are like playing a fucking crazy game right now, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like nuclear capable planes from the U.S. like flying near that little weird part of Russia that isn't attached to Russia. That's like that south works. of um, the the like Latvia, Estonia, and Lithuania. You know, um, there's a okay. tiny piece of Russia under there, um, and they're like U.S. planes are like playing a like not touching can't get mad game um, about <laughs> nuclear war. <laughs> And that's like not great, but I, I'm not like those. I know I'm now saying the thing that I just said, don't worry about, but like, it's, I don't know. I don't feel like we're any more likely to a nuclear war tomorrow than we were yesterday. Personally. We're all going to die anyway. Yeah. Except for Wasn't that guy who sent his drone up to talk to the vampires. Um, Vampire man. Met Foreman taken during COVID is looking like it's reducing long COVID cases. Ooh. At least according to some studies, I'm not giving you medical advice, but it's like promising, right? What's promising is that there's more and more information about how people are handling long COVID, which is also really promising because there's a lot of long um, long viral problems like Lyme and things like that that have been ignored and, mis- and the people who suffer from them have been mistreated by the medical establishment for decades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am optimistic that the research into long COVID because long COVID can't be ignored because of the scale at which it's happening will Mm -hmm. help um, people who suffer from these other viral uh, infections. That is my hope. The far right government in Italy has stopped registering children born to same sex couples. I think it's basically like same sex couples were going to other countries in order to um, have kids via surrogates. Uh, And then um, now they're like not able to, come back to Italy. I don't have the absolute details about it. Italy's like, been fucked up and homophobic. Like they can't like um, get a birth certificate. It's something Italy, like that. Something like that. Wow. Yeah, the the news article was clearly translated and not incredibly well was the best I could figure, uh, but China is on track to destroy American exceptionalism and become the number one causer of climate change. <gasps> um so we're going to have to step up our game everyone. No. On Well, we are stepping up our game because on March 13th, Biden approved – this could have been a whole separate topic, but Biden approved a project called Willow. And I am offended because Willow is an amazing movie and an amazing tree and not 
a oil development on federal land in Alaska that's the size of fucking Indiana. Uh, Yeah, I heard about that. It is key habitat for polar bears and caribou. Um, It fucking sucks. It is like absolutely a spit in the face to any pretense that one of the most powerful nations on the planet would possibly stick to what it claims about de not deindustrialization but de fossil fueling or whatever. Yeah. Gross. Horrible. A positive environmental news that is no longer in a positive environmental news is electric cars were getting a seven thousand five hundred dollar f- subsidy from the federal government. Mm-hmm. Except it's a big confusing mess and no one can tell. Like not even the car companies know whether you have to lease, if you can buy, which ones you can buy. Um, and it all has to do with this like pissing match thing where they want all of the 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 subsidy cars have to have a certain percentage, or maybe it's all of I'm not sure, of the components made within the United by the in the United uh-huh. States. But at the moment, all of that is a nightmare mess. So people don't know which electric car they can get seven thousand five hundred dollars subsidy on. But I um go ahead. But there is a four thousand dollar federal subsidy that is more straightforward oh, okay. and okay. not all fucked up and confusing. That's good to know. Um I I I really actually like Virginia recently passed uh, a gun law that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm not opposed to all gun laws, I guess, except in the abstract way where I don't like law as a system. But they passed a, a thing that's just like subsidies for people to get gun safes. Um, nice. It's not requirement. It's not a like safe gun lockup requirement, although I think that that should exist, but maybe not in a law way, but in a cultural norm way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like – if you want people to change an economic system, and we do, we need a different economic system or a, a different – well, we need a lot of different things to be changed, but whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay. So – and then finally, my my small thing is that the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, released a new uh-huh. report. Uh-oh. We're fucked. Uh, I mean – um. We're almost certainly going to overshoot the Paris Agreement of capping climate change at 1.5C yeah. – and 1.5C is where you start getting runway feedback loops, at least according to, I mean, everyone's given different numbers. Some people I've heard 2C or whatever, but like, yeah, is bad and things need to change more dramatically than I believe the current system is capable of changing things. So as much as I'm like, oh, money for electric guitar, guitars, everyone should have electric guitars for everyone. Because <laughs> then if you're all vampires, you can like, Meow, like, like, like the crow. Um, but I don't know. I think that I think that fundamentally and dramatically shifting the way that our governmental and economic systems work is a more likely way to stop climate change than convincing yeah. our current governmental system to effectively address it. Right there with you. I bet our friends over at um it could happen here. We'll probably read that report and and talk about it in depth. I know they did last year when that report came out and that was pretty good. Pretty oh, good cool. info. They distilled down there, and so hopefully they'll do that again for us all. They're not our friends. We hate them. We're starting <laughs> a beef with. No, no, they're really no, nice. Cool they're all so the, nice. Uh, yeah, no, they're also. I want to. I also work for them, but um, yeah, okay. They play games with us. We like them. Yeah. What else We're coming up? All hour. We got anything else? Uh, that was my list. Okay. Well, I think we can change things fundamentally, and I also think we can build the systems by which to mitigate the worst effects of the changes that are going to happen. And I think we can do that by building together in community-minded 
preparedness ways. Brooke, do you want to start a podcast with me about how to do individual and community preparedness? We can make it be weekly, give it some name like hmm. Don't Die Weekly or... I feel like Strangers in a Tangled Wilderness already produces something like that, and we might be on it right now. Whoa. Well, I know. Whoa. You can listen to it starting weekly, starting right now. Whoa. Yeah, it's actually called Live Like the World is Dying. And Margaret, vampire you cast. do most of it. Though I think the toothache is making you forget. The vampire cast. <laughs> Come to Oregon, become a vampire or not. Yeah, that's true. Oregon's can chill. Hang. I mean, Oregon's can hang. My toothache is fucking me up. I'm not even on drugs for it yet. I'm just excited to finish so I can take ibuprofen. <laughs> Well, how about we finish? All right. Thanks so much for listening to the latest installment of This Month in the Apocalypse. We come to you as members of the Strangers in a Tangled Wilderness Publishing Collective. We produce three, soon to be four, other podcasts, create zines, and publish books. You can check out that great stuff on our website, tangledwilderness.org. We're also on some social media platforms like... Instagram, and Twitter. And Vampire Freaks. We are able to do these rad things because of our Patreon nice, supporters. Nice. You make this fun. <laughs> you make this Friendster. Are we on Friendster? <laughs> we only add you on Friendster if you support us on Patreon. I'm sorry, them's the rules. Our patrons make this work possible. And if you're interested in supporting our work, please check us out on patreon.com slash strangers in a tangled wilderness. Those who support us at $20 a month level get special shout out at the end of every podcast. They're in our top eight. Near and dear to us. Top eight. Were you not a MySpace kid? I was, but I don't. Oh, yeah. The little, the board thing with the, yes. Okay. I forgot we called it. Your top eight friends. Yep. All right, metal, we want to say thanks to... All right, I'll shut up. <laughs> Haas the dog, Micaiah, Chris, Sam, Kirk, Eleanor, Jennifer, Starro, Kat, J, Chelsea, Dana, David, Nicole, Mickey, Paige, SJ, Sean, Hunter, Theo, Boise Mutual Aid, Milicia, Paparuna, Ali, Paige, Janice, Oxalis, and Jans. Thank you so much. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominica, Cuba, Caribbean, Alabama, Alaska, Cuba, El Salvador, Arizona, too, California, Colorado, Connecticut. <laughs> We, we actually like you all individually. I'm sorry that we may. It's a toothache. Bye, everyone.